0: Hello, welcome to the Reconnecting to Joy podcast, where we inspire you to embrace a new way of being by helping you reconnect to the joy within you and the world around you. I hope today's episode helps you remember the light you are. Let's get connected. Hi, I'm just hopping in here real quick to apologize in advance for my terrible audio during this interview. Unfortunately, my internet was not having a good time this day when we did this interview, and I didn't realize how bad the audio was until after we recorded everything. So, I want to apologize in advance that my audio isn't great. However, the interviewee does most of the talking, and her audio is clear as day. And she has so many wonderful things to say, so if you can forgive my... Less than great audio quality. I know that you will get a lot of value from her. And when you're listening to her, um, her voice will just sound like an angel. So thank you. Okay, well, this is super exciting. So today we have Kayla on here on the podcast with us today. I actually went to College was Kayla, and she was always just running the show for everything. <laughs> I think you did, like, the magazine, and you were in communications, <laughs> and in theater, and she was just all over the place. And just a powerhouse. And oh. nice to be around. So, Kayla, why don't you kind of introduce yourself and let us know what you're doing now since <laughs> graduating
1: college. college. Wow, thanks for that great intro. Hi, I'm Kayla. I am currently living in New York. I am a social media manager, content creator, freelancer, who is also a theater nerd and loves art and telling stories. Since college, I have done multiple things, worked at agencies, worked in nonprofit, worked in commercial like companies. But the one consistent thing is that I've been working in marketing, telling stories, and sharing other people's stories as well.
0: I love that.
1: So you're in New York. What inspired you to move to New York? Oh my gosh. I knew I wanted to move to New York sophomore year of high school. I've been, I prepared my mom for that was six years. I kept telling her for six years, I'm moving to New York and she didn't believe me until I actually did. I at first wanted to be a journalist and wanted to work for the New York Times. And I was like, then I got to be in New York. But discovered wasn't a fan of the daily deadlines of covering a beat in journalism. So I moved into social media where I have to still post every day. It doesn't make sense. But in college, I really discovered that marketing slash uh, promoting stories that you love, such as theater shows. It could be a full-time job. And so my theater professor like, suggested that I help out with the shows, doing marketing, designing the posters. And so that's how I got into that and knew that I wanted to work on Broadway. Um, and there's only one Broadway. So I moved to New York three weeks after graduation. I had an internship that turned into a full-time job. I have since transitioned to multiple jobs since then, but I've always, like, freelanced and always just tried to shine a light on the important stories that are being told in New York. Yeah.
0: I love it. So, I have a question. Do you think that you would still have moved to New York if your job didn't require you to be in New York?
1: That is a great question. I think I would have. New York has been the dream city for so long that I just needed to experience it. And so the summer before senior year, I interned here. And that was really what solidified that I was moving to New York. I worked seven days a week and only really had like one half day free. But I absolutely loved it here. No matter how many times I got lost in the subway, no matter how hard I had to work in order to afford to be here, the experiences and just the the vibe of the city is really, I, I got addicted to being anonymous in like a city of so many people, with so many backgrounds, so many different experiences and stories and cultures. It was so different from small town Michigan and also just different from Indianapolis which is where I'm from so yeah even if I even if my job didn't require me to be in New York which ironically my new job actually does not require me to be here anymore the plan is always to have a base in the city to come back to
0: I love that that's so fun I feel like I had the opposite experience when I went to a big was like I'm gonna go to chicago and climb the corporate ladder and then
1: new york after living like chicago it's fair i mean the cities are so different depending on what like where you live and what you're doing and the communities that you can find finding community is so important especially and very hard even if you still like went back to your hometown or even if you lived near college friends it's so hard because you're not seeing everyone every day and you're not like just a Walk down the hall to friends and things like that.
0: How was that transition for you from having the people close to you all the time to moving out to New York? Do you have anyone there that you knew beforehand, or was this really like you were going
1: in alone? When I first moved here, I moved in with a college friend. So I did have someone that I knew, and I knew people from my internship. Previously, so I and luckily, she was an extrovert who then adopted me and introduced me to all of her friends. So it was conveniently that I had at least some sort of base here in the city or like friend group here in the city almost immediately. But like over the years, people move. Over the years, people even if like you move to a different neighborhood within New York City, like Washington Heights to Brooklyn is almost is more than like an hour commute. So it's really, you have to be intentional about your friendships, about meeting up with people and talking to people. And especially during the pandemic, it happened even more where if you didn't reach out, like the pandemic, I feel like cultivated that even more intentionality more because people had the time to reach out to everyone or to different people um, from across your life. So like I FaceTimed my friends back in Michigan more and that became a habit. I FaceTimed My friends, even in the city who live, I mean, still live in the city, but live like a 45 minute train ride away. It's just making sure that you are developing those kinds of like deep connections because I mean, the city can get lonely. Even though you're surrounded by so many people, everyone goes about their own business. And so like as an introvert, it's actually really nice, I think where I can like do my own thing, but then there are places where you can go find community and people to connect with.
0: That is interesting that the idea of being surrounded by people, but still being alone and everyone doing their their own thing. I'm curious because it really seems like for a long time there was just something in you that was pulling you to do your work. And... I know a lot of people might have similar feelings, but they're not sure if that's like their intuition or if it's just something they want to do. So maybe can you tell us a little bit about how that felt for you
1: throughout the year? For sure. I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram, but I am an Enneagram 3, an achiever. So when I set goals, I like zero in on them for a long time. And so New York was such a long-term goal that it actually was sort of like after I achieved it, I was like, now now what do I do? I'm living in New York. What's the next thing? I was sort of lost the first couple of years while I was here just trying to find new goals. Honestly, for the past like four, four years, I was just trying to find new things. But if you have this, if you want to move to a big city or if you want to make a big move, I... Don't I highly suggest just like trying it out for like three months, maybe or yeah, summer that I, I did a summer internship for two and a half months, two months, um, and so you can really get like a sense of what it's like to live in the city, whether it's your commute, whether it's how easy it is to get to your friends, to communicate with your friends, whether you even like the vibe or the neighborhood that you're in, it's. Yeah, it's just important to, I mean, not everyone can do that, especially like if you're already adulting post-college. It's a lot harder too. But one thing I will say is that like the place that you were at, like it's still going to be there in the next like year or two. It doesn't hurt to try something new. Yeah, some, try something new.
0: And I personally feel like I get addicted to trying new things. So I'm like, Oh, I've lived here for three weeks. Okay, done. Over it.
1: <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And like, to that, I also say digging deeper into like not just doing, or I don't know, for like New York, not just doing the touristy things while you're here for however long. Or like, if you're, if like, say, if I want to like move to, I don't know, London or something, that like build, start building that community now. As soon as you get there, find things to do that are with a group of people, whether it's like a dance class, whether it's just like going to the gym, whether it's like singing in a choir, finding like those community touch points, also like something consistent in your schedule that you can always like depend on in a city that like, Or I'm talking a lot about cities, but this could apply for anything in life that where there's so much inconsistency and just so much change, especially in the past two years finding those consistencies of things that you can depend on uh, are so important.
0: I hear you talking about community a lot. So I know you said you kind of had your internship friends there and you got adopted by an extrovert. What ways do you prioritize your community and what are things that you do to create new community when you need it?
1: Oh, that's such a good question and such an important question, especially just adulting. I was just talking to my college roommate about how hard it is as an adult to find new friends, especially if you're an introvert. Just like going out of your comfort zone takes so much energy. And especially after college, when you've met and hung out with these people for four years, uh, you, you've you developed all of these like different connections that people know you immediately. And so starting over, is just exhausting, but the way that I found community in New York was sort of what I what I said trying to do different things in the city, where I was seeing people consistently so that I could form those connections. Um, work was also a way to like form community, make friends with people at work, but also keeping like friends from my friend Annie who introduced me to people, just being open. To have conversations or just even like hang out. My favorite thing to invite people to do is go see a show. You don't have to talk during the show, but then you have something to talk about afterwards. Um, so it's an easy segue, especially if you're shy or just like don't know what to say to a new person. It's just like doing something, doing an activity, sort of like dating, except you don't need it. But anyway, Where you're just like trying to get to know them, trying to get to know another person's personality, what their likes and dislikes are. Um, Yeah, it really just depends on your personality. Whether you like hanging out with people one-on-one or in a group. Some people find it easier to hang out in a group and get to know people through that. Um, But yeah, it's... Oh, another thing I will say is that like everyone is looking for friends. It's not like... It's not just just you being like, oh, I need to find a group of friends or community to like hang out with everyone, at least that I've found, especially in New York, is just like looking for more people to hang out with and looking for people to, to depend on. People are unexpectedly nice when you're just being yourself and just wanting to hang out, I guess
0: relate to a lot of that <laughs> i feel too like i am i'm definitely on the extroverted side of things so wow. i will that to people it is still weird to go to strangers and kind of make friends with them right. or, or to send that right. first text yeah. like hey do you want to you know, hang out because it really does feel like a day because i remember my first i went for like a walk okay. in nature with one of my best friends now we finished our walk and we're getting into our cars, we literally said, like, so do we want a second day? Like, what's gonna happen here? So it's just really funny, but it is also true. It always feels great to have somebody if feel like ask you if you want to hang out because it's like, oh it was somebody wants to hang out with me and then also the other if you're thinking about asking somebody else, it's also gonna make them feel great to know that somebody wants to hang out with them. So
1: The more you do it, the easier it gets. (laughs) Sure. And also, I mean, like a first date, there's no commitment. You don't have to see them again if you didn't like hanging out with them. But it's still, you get to know someone else, a different perspective and a different background every time you do hang out with someone new.
0: I also really like that you invited them to play. For one, it's something that you're comfortable with. If two, it's one of like your really big interests. So... If they don't like to go to plays, who wants to hang out with them anyway? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will say it is selfish of me just to like invite them to a show because shows are expensive, number one. But also, like I would go to a show no matter what, whether you like want to hang out with me or not. So it's really just like also within my means uh to to invite people to different things, but also like a coffee, a walk in the park. Those kinds of like (laughs) more accessible things are also just as good.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: I kind of want to hear,
0: have you ever had like a bad first friend
1: coffee date? If I did, I probably blocked it from my memory. No, not that I know of. I mean, I've definitely had like coffee dates with like new friends. And then we just like, it was fun. It was fine. We definitely, like, still, like, talked and things, but, like, never, like, seriously hung, like, hung out one-on-one again. Um, I mean, it's, like, sort of, like, a mutual, like, agreement, like, a silent social contract of, like, yeah, you're cool, but maybe I wouldn't hang out with you, like, one-on-one again. I don't know. That sounds mean, but, like, you know, there are some people who's just, like, vibes, you're not just, like, it takes more energy to be with them. But then again, at the same time, like the people whose like energy it takes like or who like takes no energy to hang out with are few and far between. And also that takes time to develop. Like my my college roommate takes like no energy to like hang out with her. But we also live together for four years. And so it's it's a it's a balance of like you follow your instincts. I feel like that's just like the, the easiest thing to do. I don't know where I was going with that ramble anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I feel like that is good. So I'm kind of hearing, you know, community's a really good thing to build, but don't just deal with anybody, you know, make sure it's someone you're vibing with. And just <laughs> hopefully our conversation <laughs> and it has given listeners the positive mindset going forward on it. Because I know a lot of people can say it is so hard. I'll never make friends here. I don't like anybody in my town or something like that. And I'm like, there's someone you just gotta you just gotta put the effort in and you'll find your people.
1: Yeah. And it truly does take effort to find even just like find a place to meet new friends. Like it takes research. Um and things like that. I will say church was also like just one of the like biggest community factors of just like having a small group. Um, that's like an automatic place where you can find community and find a welcoming group of people to like talk to. That's not for everyone, but i I will say that's like one of the biggest factor factors of church is just like it's an automatic community that you're like welcomed in- welcomed into, hopefully. Well and
0: then you also have people that you can relate to, yeah. something something you have in common automatically with other people. And that was- yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, so, oh, I think you're freezing. You just told me my oh, you're back is <laughs> unstable. <laughs> if I keep freezing, let me know, it's okay. I'm interested to know if you feel like you have a certain mindset or like view of life that kind of contributes to your ability to so passionately follow your joy, whether it's moving to New York or getting the youth gigs to work with Broadway. I would just love to hear it because you just seem so I feel like you've always had that energy of like I'm going to do it, period. There's no other other question about it.
1: Well, first I will say like it's a privilege to that I was even able to move to New York. I mean, I still had to like save my own money. I worked like five jobs in college in order to like save enough money to move into my own apartment. Moving into a new apartment is very expensive. Um, And so just like having that base amount of money and being able to have like the mental capacity senior year of college to even like save that much money was a privilege and just like. A privilege that like my family was okay with it. Okay. As okay as they as much as they worried. But yeah. And so that knowledge that I knew it was possible, that I knew it was accessible and within my grasp. I think breaking it down into like smaller steps really helped it become more tangible. I think Well, the summer before senior year when I was applying to internships, I applied to 50 different internships and only heard back from two. But those two were the ones that got me to New York. And I think it was like 90 different jobs the senior year or internships in order to get to the city. It was a matter of just like having like backup plans of like, okay, if I don't have a job for the summer, then like maybe I work in a coffee shop. In order to like get by, or maybe I like have to like hustle and do like five jobs, and I mentally was okay and like willing to do that, and that's totally okay. If you're like not in in the space to do that, I definitely think now I'm not in as much of a space to do that, especially post pandemic. Just like my mental capacity of like I I need rest time in order to work my fullest and also be the most creative I can be. And when my job is being creative, that's being able to protect that time, I've realized has become very important. Hey, I'm
0: also curious, you know, you've done all of these really awesome things and taken a few leaps of faith. Uh, Has there been any kind of major personal growth moments
1: that you've experienced that you could share with us? Oh, 100%. Moving to New York was not all like rose tinted glasses was not all amazing immediately, especially like my first job um, was eye opening and very much a discovery of what I want to do and just like the, the different kinds of mental mindsets and like priorities you put into work. It was, it was a big eye opener of after I left that job of realizing the what uh, it was sort of like a it was sort of like a it was an ego blow of just like sometimes hard work d- and like the time put in doesn't always fix anything and sometimes just like positions are not the right position for you and that's okay and that's not personal and that's not like blow to your team or goals um it's just something that I I personally had to learn, especially like coming from a small school and coming from like a high school that I mean, it was large, but like just being sort of in like a bubble of, I don't know, I was always achieving things. And so that three again, after that first job was sort of devastated that I wasn't able to achieve anything. In fact, I like failed heavily. And so I left that job right before like a big road trip. And just like escaping into nature for like two weeks was very much needed, but also like sometimes you're not able to do that, but it is important to just like take time after a failure, failure to like, just like realize it, mope a little bit, but also like, what's your next step to like, take those mistakes and take that, that experience and realize like what, how you're going to move forward differently. Not necessarily like what you could have done differently, but how are you different because of that uh that experience. And so after that, that was when I I worked I think six jobs in the city for like two months. I worked like 70 hours a week, just like running all over the city before I found my last job at the at a nonprofit theater company or theater education company. And so uh and that was really the the dream job that i somehow found honestly luck and god i i think really contributed to that specifically but that that was like a that like whole experience i still think about and still realize like the effects of that like some uh, of or the effects of just like questioning my intuition and questioning my my skill set and things like that and then also just like during the pandemic, it was so. I, I like threw myself into my work just to like, because that was all there was to do. And there was like no, there was no way to like mentally rest. And so, like, the past like two or three years, maybe mostly like in the last six months, though, I was really struggling to find intentional rest and a way to recover from burnout that wasn't in my head. I always have to be productive. And so finding a productive way to rest without actually being productive, but just like trick my brain into like, yeah, this is you are intentionally resting. This is helping you become better at your job. But instead of just like numbing out, which is what I tend to do when I get stressed is just like throw myself into a Netflix show or a video game or whatever and just like completely numb out from the world. And that's not intentional rest. That wasn't helping me recover from creative creative burnout and just like being overworked in general. And so the, the past year, I was just trying to like rediscover that, rediscover like that spark that I had before the pandemic of like, I was excited to go to work. I like passion. I was like passionate about what I was doing, but like, just like my motivation to do, to do anything was just like gone. Um, and so really I'm still like, still struggling with that. I'm still trying to realize what, that I myself am not my work, that I, my identity does not come from how much I accomplish. I'm st- listen, I knew this. I I've known this all throughout college that, I I place a lot of my identity in what I do. I knew that's bad. I know, but I didn't really come to terms with it until the past year. And so most recently I took another road trip. Ironically, it seems that I have every major career change before (laughs) or right after a major road trip. So I had a road trip where I like unplugged completely from social and like it was solo, it was by myself and it was so refreshing. It was so needed and necessary to just uh escape, but escape intentionally and still be doing stuff. I went on hikes, I like jammed in the car to different music. I was able to just like have an empty mind, but like an empty mind at rest versus like an empty mind when you're like playing a video game is just like numb. And I went to bed with no like to-do lists in my head, no planning. It was just so refreshing like I love the city I will hopefully probably never actually move away from the city this is like where I want to live for the rest of my life the rest of my life is a long time but at least for the next like 10 years but it was so nice to leave it just because that's like where all my responsibilities are that's where all my obligations and where all like the plans in the future is and while I was on this trip in the middle of nowhere I went on a road trip from to Arizona and Utah I went to like five different national parks there it was nice to just like bask in nature and just be in the moment and be in the present um, and just be unplugged away away from the world not necessarily as an escape although it was but just like as a reset for both like my mind and body of just like oh yes this is I remember how it feels to live in the moment I remember how it feels to enjoy what I'm doing. Um and so since then I've really just been chasing after that feeling of just like, yes, this is where, this is where I want to be. This is who I it was just like a refresher of like, yes, this is Kayla. She likes hikes. She likes being outdoors. And it's just really and she likes doing things and like going out to not necessarily like going out going out but like just like seeing new experiences and just like going on walks and things like that and it's it was so hard to break the inertia especially during the pandemic and working from home of just like well i'm already in my apartment why do i i don't really feel like going out right now and so previously before the pandemic i i would like have plans almost like every night of the week. But during the pandemic, it turned into like, oh, I have to work or I had like things I had to do, like chores or I had to like work freelance or like I had to, I don't know, catch up on things instead of just like having plans, enjoying them and being in the moment for them. Those are what I remember of uh, that was restorative rest where I was still doing something, but I really felt energized after I did it. And it just like, it takes time to discover those things. And it takes like doing a wide variety of things in order to just like remember and like discover how to effectively rest. And so like that trip um, honestly was so, so needed just to rediscover who Kayla was again and just like reemerge like post-pandemic of like, this is where, this is my next step. This is my next step in life and things like that.
0: Yeah. I'm so jealous that you went on a solo trip. I really need to go
1: on a solo trip. I I recommend it's life-changing. I mean, it's not for everyone, but you have to go on a solo trip at least once.
0: I think it is for everyone. I don't know. I feel like there's something about disconnecting and just being by yourself is such a hard thing because you always have your phone to distract you and removing those distractions is a really powerful thing to get back to
1: who you are just like you did when you when you went out right Um, and I sort of had to like my phone wasn't necessarily taken away from me but it was because I just didn't have signal for most of the most of the trip because I was in the middle of nowhere and I was actually relieved that I didn't have signal that I wasn't just like stuck to my phone when I was like bored or waiting in line for something um but yeah yeah solo trips you're like stuck with your own thoughts but at the same time you're obligated to like no one if you're a people pleaser you get to do whatever you want you can like make plans but then you can diverge from them and no one cares it's just really freeing to just like make those instant decisions oh that's another thing decision fatigue I didn't realize how fatigued I was from just like making decisions every single day and like on this solo number one everything was planned so like the decisions were very minimal but when I did have to like choose something I could make it immediately and like make it and then forget about it even like what clothes I was gonna wear it just depends on the weather okay I'm gonna wear I only had like four different tops. It was just dependent on like whether this one was clean or dirty and whether this one was like thermal or not. And so just like dwindling down those daily decisions uh, was also just like a refresher coming back to the city of like, okay, and being able to recognize when I'm feeling that way again. And so, yeah, decision fatigue is real, especially post-pandemic and for people who did like overwork during during the pandemic, it's it's hard to recover from. Um, but it's even harder to like recognize.
0: I really love the idea of like, you know you didn't have as many things to choose from. I love, I love minimalism because I think one, it's better for the environment. two you get less attached to your things, which it opens up the space for more joy. and it opens up that space because one, you don't have many things to choose from. So you kind of just have to deal with it. Um, And then again, too, when you're making these decisions based on what they can do and not like- Functionality. Functionality, yes. I was going to say conventionality, but that's not the word I'm looking for. When you're doing it based on functionality, it's a lot easier to disconnect
1: from the other things that you're
0: worrying about
1: with them. Yeah, it just frees up brain space in order to think about or like brainstorm or like plan for the future.
0: Do you live minimalistically at all
1: at home? I'm sort of forced to being in the city. I have one room and that is where all my stuff is. So unless if my if something doesn't fit in my room, then I can't have it. And so it is nice because you you do move frequently in the city just because of rents or because different friends live different places. Um, but by moving like every one or two years, even like two to three years, it does force you to like get rid of stuff and things like that. So yeah, I wouldn't say like super minimalist. There's still like a minimalist versus like comfort. I am still Midwestern at heart and like there's like comfort things to make my house my like apartment cozy is still important to me. But yeah, I, I, I'd i say I'd be like 50-50. I attempted the capsule wardrobe thing at one point, but then I work from home. So now I wear sweats all the time. So I guess that's a, a kind of capsule wardrobe where I wear the same sweatshirt every day. <laughs> <laughs> that's one version of it for sure. Listen, I understand now why Mike Zuckerberg has like the same like jacket and same like black t-shirt that he wears every day. It just like frees up your like creativity, and like frees up your mind stamina to like make decisions on other things.
0: Would I really I don't thinking of the same thing.
1: Yeah, would I recommend it? No, but I do understand where he's coming from.
0: <laughs> so I guess. One of my remaining questions for you, like one of my last questions that I ask people is if there's any tips you have for people who are still learning how to listen to that intuition to get the courage to follow their joy as you have.
1: I'm going to quote Nike and just do it. The I mean, the, the hardest thing, I'm very much a planner. I very much like need structure and need to know what's going on in the future but there also like comes a point in time where I just like had to move forward and like or had to like pursue just this like like an idea and everything else was like set to the side um I I think the easiest way to be able to to be able to do that because that is a privilege being able to being able to like move like get up and move when you want to or like being able to like pursue what you love that's a privilege i think and like i think the best way i don't know about best way but like at least the way that i was able to do it was create dependencies on like my or just like not dependencies create backups and create backup plans of like I know I need this much money to like move to New York. I So I like had to save in order to do that, which also gave me like time to plan for it. Or like, for example, I'm moving to a different apartment, but also I want to like, my next goal is to do the digital nomad thing and travel for a year. I know that I cannot do that right now, even though like I have the accessibility with work to do that right now but i need to but i'm like making backup plans of like okay if i can't do it now i'm planning on doing it in 2024 so in the next year i'm going to save up this amount of money i'm going to be able to like sublet my apartment or like move to a different apartment so that i can sublet it i'm going to c- create all these like smaller steps so that the goal seems less large and more tangible um and then i'm going to work my ass off in order to to achieve it I know those like that motivation is still like an enigma to me as well. Like some of my friends are just like, how, where is that like energy and ambition come from? I think it's also just like personality wise, it just varies depending on the person. And also like how much you can dream and how much you allow yourself to dream. The world is like so can be very stifling to dreamers who want to do or like who just like daydream and want to think about a better, better world. And so find space, conserve your energy so that you can dream. So that you're able to think about like what you want, what you have the energy to pursue in the future. So that you have the the mental capacity and the like even just like the physical stamina to work a lot. Or maybe it's not work a lot. Maybe it's like My my dreams are very much like centered around work and not family. So but like maybe it's like to have like find someone you love or like I don't know have a family. Those different things take time, effort, and energy. Conserve it now so that you can pursue those things in the future. Does that make sense? I don't know. That just like came off the top of my head. (laughs) No.
0: That sounded great. It also sounds like, you know, when you have a dream, you're not just dreaming it. You say, oh, I want to do this. How do I make it happen? And so you're breaking it down into goals instead of just saying, oh, I want to be a digital nomad, but I can't right now. So that sucks. You ask yourself, how do I make this happen? That's been a trend that I've noticed in our conversation.
1: Yeah. I will also say like your dreams are not silos. Like you. Do not dream alone. Tell your friends what you want to pursue. Have them encourage you in what you want to pursue. Talk it out. Make sure it's like something that, make sure it's like just like not a whim. Like I've been talking about this digital nomad thing with my friends for the past like two and a half years. So when an opportunity came across my lap where I was like, okay, this job would actually give me the opportunity to do the digital nomad thing. They were able to be like Kayla. This is something that you've wanted to do for. They've been like we've heard you talk about it for the past like two and a half years. You have to do it. You have to pursue it. When I was being like, I don't know. I'm comfortable in where I am right now. Um, and so talk it out with your friends and your family. Tell them what you want to pursue. Say it out into the world. My friend Simone is very much a proponent of speaking it into the world and testing your dreams. And so, just like while you like are conserving your time and energy and just like mental mindset to cultivate your own dream be able to or be sure to like save space and room for your friends and family and people close to you to tell them what 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 it is what it, what you find like find that safe space in order to cultivate it it's not that safe space is not necessarily just you it is also your community and your other people
0: I do want to circle back to to earlier when you were talking about after you said that you failed at your first job that you had in New York and that when you leave a job like that there are things you learn about yourself and I personally was curious if you would share like what you learned about yourself through that time.
1: Yeah. So just to give a little context, I was a copywriter at an agency in which i was doing copywriting all day every day i wasn't able to design i wasn't able to like work on other things at in college and even in high school i like wore many, many hats and that's really what like uh what thrilled me what like gave me energy is like being able to wear many hats and at this agency i wasn't able to do that and so that's really what i discovered about myself is just like how i work in different environments why i work well, not everyone can multitask or like it's not even necessarily multitasking. It's just like being able to do or like having the creative freedom to work different ways. Um and so then I went to a nonprofit where like the team was small. So we had to work on everything. I learned video editing. I was able to hone my graphic design skills. I was learn able to learn more about strategy. And then I learned that like also when you do everything, you get burnt out by having to just break up your focus into so many different things. And so like neither of those work environments are wrong and neither of those work environments were bad. They were just different. And I learned that one was better than another for me. And I learned to recognize those signs of like when when I feel checked out. And when I am making a ton of mistakes, what does that mean? Am I just like not passionate about the work that I'm doing? Am I just like bored? Am I, why why is my focus not completely on what, the task at hand? And like, I wasn't that self-aware during my first job. Um, and any kind of like blow to my work ethic was a blow to my ego because that was my work ethic was like something that I, prided myself in and that's honestly what got me through schooling and realizing just like that work ethic doesn't make everything good you can work on something that you're like uh like still not understanding or getting and like it still might not be the like or another it might not be for you and so that's really what I learned in that that experience it was like it was a really tough Thing to learn, and honestly, I'm still trying to both learn and recover from it. Still, it's something that that I still think about. Maybe not daily after after it happened. I thought about it daily, but like I'm able to take a step back now and take it less personally and analyze it. Of like and be able to like reflect on like, oh, I remember feeling this way at my first job. Is this how I'm feeling right now? Is this something that I can improve upon somewhere else? in like another area of my life things like that but yeah that's that's what happened
0: well thank you for sharing with us it's very insightful for me at least I've also recently failed at a job and then recovering from that as well so I appreciate your vulnerability there
1: yeah and you're allowed to grieve that you're allowed to grieve the past job take the time to just like throw a mini pity party for yourself, but then pick yourself back up and have other people around you to like support you and be able to like tell you, okay, you've pitied yourself long enough. Time to move on type things.
0: You know, I, um, I took a couple months and my fiance, I, I finally said, I'd been like, all right, I'm done with this. Time to move on. And he was like, yeah, I was kind of getting ready to say something to you.
1: But like that's when you know those like those kinds of people you need them in your life to just like tell you the truth.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, oh, geez. I was like, no, I needed it to be honest. But the last thing I want to ask you, Kayla, which I'm so sad, we're gonna have to have you on again. I feel like, so I feel like we can cover so many other things, but it would be like a four hour long podcast, and I don't know that everyone wants. But so the last thing I want to ask is. If there is any kind of message or anything that you know to be true um, that you would like to share.
1: Believe in yourself. That's very cheesy, but do it. Give your space room to dream. And surround yourself with people who will encourage you, but also tell you the truth. I also it. just like a summary of the podcast you you really don't need the previous like hour you just like need that last part <laughs>
0: <laughs> no we need we need the meat of it that was amazing though no, you really did summarize it well though but thank you so much for coming on oh thanks so much for having me <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Reconnecting to Joy podcast today. I really hope it inspired you to embrace a more fun, focused way of being. Uh, If you know me, you know that I love just having fun 24-7. And it's something that I really want to share with other people. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and share this with all of your friends so that they can start reconnecting to their joy too.